1: Joining us now um, on the uh, on the Schneider Orange Hotline, that's Eric Eager, data science expert for Pro Football Focus, uh, joining us uh, and at PFF underscore Eric. Eric, how you been?
2: I'm doing well. Bill, I mean we've we've had you know some games already that you know many of us didn't think we'd have. So uh, you know I know that we had a little hiccup this week, but I think you know as far as you know, the quality of play and, and uh, just getting to watch games every week uh, can not be uh,
1: happier. I wanted to ask you about the Packers offensively speaking um, because it seems like, and we just talked to uh, one of the uh, Packers beat reporters that just said they're just trying to plateau. They're trying to maintain this level of excellence offensively. Um, give, is there a comparison right now to what the offense is doing to, say, other teams in this type of prolific fashion?
2: Yeah, I think of like the 2016 Falcons in that way. I know that you know they they have been without you know a a truly elite receiver for about a week and a half. But you know Aaron Rodgers, you know improved a little bit in 2019, but this season it's just been outrageous. And you know when he's playing within the structure of that offense, he's really difficult to beat. And you know they're doing a lot of fun stuff with having tight ends in the game and having fullbacks in the game. Uh, it getting Aaron on the play actions and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of stuff you saw with Matt Ryan, who I think in 2016 he had like a perfect passer rating when throwing with, you know, two or more tight ends or two or more running backs in the game. And that's kind of the pace that Rodgers is, is on. And, you know, they're just doing such a good job of putting him in a position to succeed. And to his credit, which has been one of the things he's struggled with for probably about a half a decade, is he's playing within the structure of the offense. And when you have somebody as talented as him doing the things that are scripted up, you know, to beat other teams, it's gonna be hard to, to contend with.
1: Uh, so the offense itself, without Devonta Adams, we thought, oh boy, this is gonna really struggle, but they haven't. And when you look at release times, one of the things I talked about, you guys had made a mention that Aaron Rodgers had the fastest release in football, I think it was one point seven two seconds in week one against the Vikings. Has that stayed the same?
2: Uh, it, it's gotten up a little bit. Like he spent a little bit more time in the pocket, um, but it's it's a lot lower than you know where we've had where we've had him in the past. So um, time to throw for Rogers currently. Um, you know, two point four nine seconds in twenty twenty. You know, last season was probably about a quarter second more than that. So you know, and and it speaks again to you know running play action, which actually is longer developing than than some of these other plays. So you run play action, you hit your back foot, you throw it. Um, you know, Rogers, when he's thrown the ball in under two and a half seconds, is completing 80% of his passes, four touchdowns, no interceptions, um, which is, you know, uh, even better. He has five touchdowns, you know, when, when holding the ball two and a half seconds or more, but he's only completing 52% of those passes. So, you know, it is just a, you know, I think LaFleur is doing a terrific job and, you know, it, and that, and Rogers, to his credit again, is playing within that. And a lot of that is just simply going to the, Going to the intended place, not trying to do too much, trusting the young receivers, especially Al Lazard. Uh, you know, and you know, we saw Sternberger, we saw you know some tight ends make plays as well. Um, that trust there, I think, was something that was lacking over the
1: past few years. Eric Eager, data science expert for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Um, we've seen the Packers offensively perform extremely well. Give me your thoughts defensively. You've got guys. Uh, the pass rush, while it's been good, it hasn't had the results or at least the numbers statistically that we've seen in the past. But how would you rank? How would you look at this Packers defensive uh, group?
2: Well, one guy that's playing awesome right now is Jerry Alexander.
1: Um, you know, he's broken up two passes,
2: intercepted one. He has five stops. He's even got a, a sack in the in the as a pass rusher. He's been really good, and that's somebody who. You know, they really count on because he plays, you know, inside, outside. He, he covers the te- other team's best receiver at times. He's been, you know, very, very good. Um, you know, they played some good offenses. I think Detroit isn't, isn't a slouch. Um, obviously, you know, uh, week one, they got Minnesota who put up some yards on them later on in the game. And then, you know, New Orleans, you know, they were without their best player on offense, but Alvin Kamara certainly is not somebody who's a slouch. I look at their defense and I think, you know, we, we, we've seen teams. We saw Kansas City last year win the Super Bowl with the lead offense and a defense that was just average. And I think the Packers are more than capable every single week of being average enough to win with. Now, have they been elite so far? No, and I think a lot of that is, you know, if you look at Z'Darrius Smith, he has only five pressures all season so far, and, you know, a couple of sacks, or he's been involved in a couple of sacks. Sean Gary only seven pressures so far, and I'm looking for – uh, the other Smith uh, for his pressure numbers, but they they aren't as, they aren't as yeah uh, Preston Smith I'm um, looking for him and anyway so so they're they have they haven't been putting up the sort of pressure numbers that they were a season ago I mean uh, Zaria Smith last year had something you know, led the league in in pressures now he's only got five in three games so it's not only that they're not putting up the sack totals it's that they're not getting to the passer but you look at the teams that they faced against Minnesota. They did put a ton of pressure on Cousins in the first half of that game, but then Kenny Clark got hurt, and in the second half they were ahead by so much they were kind of playing softer. Um, Detroit is a team that has a decent offensive line, and then uh, New Orleans just gets the ball out quicker than any other team in the league. So, you know, I think things will eventually, uh, you know, even out. Preston Smith, three pressures so far this year. So, again, they're not getting that 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 extreme production out of those guys. But I think Kenny Clark was a lot more important than maybe the average fan I would assume he's only played 15 snaps so far this year. So when they get him back, uh, you know it should be it should be a little bit better up front.
1: The uh, the upcoming opponent, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, they have figured out ways to lose. <laughs> yeah. uh, is is this team much better than what that record would indicate, or is this pretty much they're figuring out ways to lose because they're just not a good football team?
2: Uh, I think their offense is very good, and and you know one of the really emerging talents in the NFL is Calvin Ridley. Um, he was always a good fantasy player, guy who could score a lot of touchdowns, but not necessarily that consistent week for week, you know, deep threat. And now he's, you know, he, he if Julio Jones wasn't Julio Jones, he'd be a, the number one receiver on that team. And he's been great, um, with Julio in the lineup, without Julio in the lineup. Um, they have some, you know, their, their offensive line is protected okay. Uh, their running game, they got a stable of backs. That's, that's pretty good, especially, you know, Brian Hill made a nice play last week. And then, Hayden Hurst at the tight end position is a good up and coming player. Matt Ryan is still Matt Ryan. So on offense, they're a tough team to contend with on defense. They're a disaster. They, you know, Grady Jurt's a good football player. Deion Jones, a good football player, you know, in the middle there, but they don't get a good pass rush, um, you know, and and against the bears, I had somebody from their team text me during the game, when Bulls came in and he basically said in, in maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, flowery language that they're screwed because, They, they, they were sending players on Trubisky knowing that he wasn't accurate enough to throw against the blitz and Foles, you know, for all of his, all of his issues is a good enough quarterback to beat uh, a blitz. And that's exactly what happened. even if you look at that last touchdown, get a guy hitting him in his chin and he threw it, you know, perfect strike to Anthony Miller. So they have issues in the secondary uh, probably more than any other team in the league. And, and I think, you know, even though green Bay doesn't have a lot of really good receivers, I think they have enough good receivers uh, to sort of to sort of give them you know hell on, on Sunday night.
1: Good stuff night. as always. Hey, before I let you go, real quick, I also wanted to ask you uh, about uh, the teams in the division. Now the Chicago Bears undefeated three and 0 They make a quarterback change. They're going with Nick Foles. How much better statistically does that make them?
2: Not very much. I you know the Nick Foles. I don't know you know. Nick Foles reminded me of Jim McMahon the other day. He wore the visor. He wears number nine gloves on his hands. He, you know, McMahon was one of those players who was kind of on average, not very good, but he could come up. You know, he had that money uh, Thursday night game against the Vikings in '85, where he just comes off the bench and goes crazy. Foles has his moments, um, but I think on average, it's just kind of it, You know, he he's going to be a below average quarterback for you. Trubisky was actually playing, you know, had his moments too. It's just his negatives are so bad. So I actually didn't really move them much. I have Green Bay with a 73% chance to win the division. And I have Chicago with a 23% chance to win the division, even though they have the same record. Um, The strength of the two teams are, are a little bit lopsided and it starts at the QB position. We talked before, I didn't think Minnesota would be particularly good. They, I didn't imagine them being this bad, um, and I do think Detroit ha- is better than their 1-2 record. So, you know, Green Bay already has a bird in the hand on Detroit, though. Um, so, to me, like, it- it's-, it's Green Bay's division to-, to lose. And, you know, I don't see them doing so uh, just because they-, they clearly have, you know, the-, the-, the class of the division not only uh, at quarterback but also at head coach.
1: Real quick, you mentioned the, uh, the-, the Minnesota Vikings. We didn't think they would be this bad. Um, when you look at this statistically, when this thing whole, the whole thing grades out, is this quarterback play? Is it just because their defense is eroded? What is, what is their Achilles' heel?
2: It's defense. I
1: mean, when you look, a defense is less about having
2: superstars and more about having comp- competent play everywhere. And Minnesota has superstars. Harrison Smith's a brilliant player. Eric Hendricks is pretty good. Danell Hunter hasn't played, but he's good. Yannick you know, earned a second-round pick in a trade recently. But it's sort of like in betting where you, if you, if you run a five team parlay, you need every single bet to win, to win. And to win with defense, you need everything. And as the Packers showed on opening day, they don't have enough pass rushers to get home. You can double team Ngocwe right now. They don't have enough defensive backs. I mean, the Packers should have had 500 yards passing on them if it wasn't for drops and, and things like that. They, when they were really good in 2017, when the Vikings made the NFC championship game, they had the same 11 starters on defense in the NFC championship game as they did in week one of the regular season. And, and, you know, chances are when you do that, that's, that's, you know, that's getting a Yahtzee, right? Like that's, you know, that's just luck. And, you know, over the course of the past three years, they great players have mostly stayed great, but they've lost players. Some of their players have gotten, gotten worse. And when you're a defense, that has a lot of holes, the great offenses in the NFL will exploit you. And so far they've played, you know, three pretty good offenses, and every one of them has had their way with the Vikings.
1: Great stuff. Appreciate it as always. And uh, we're going to talk more throughout the season, okay? Awesome, guys.
2: Enjoy uh, enjoy the season so far. It's been great for you guys.
1: Absolutely appreciate it. There you go. Eric Eager, data science expert for Pro Football Focus. You can find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. At PFF underscore Eric. And they get really down into the brass, nuts, and bolts of things. It's really cool. Uh, on the Schneider Orange Hotline, by the way. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard; car. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day.